Good morning, Cathedral. Are you ready to praise the Lord this morning? Are you ready to glorify the King of Kings? Let's all stand up. Hey, today is our Worship Together weekend, which means our youth ministry is joining us. You know, we have an awesome youth ministry, two buildings down, and I'm here this morning with my beautiful daughter, Hadassah, and she has a scripture for us. So in Psalm 98, verse 1, it says, Sing unto God a brand new song, for He has made a world of wonders. Hey, so what this means, are you ready for a new breakthrough? Are you ready to go to another level? Are you believing God for great things in your life? Let's sing a new song together. Let's get ready. Let's get loud for Jesus. And let's worship Him. Let's, somebody give Him praise. Come on, church. Somebody give Him praise. And let's praise the Lord. Let's go.
take communion together oh hallelujah Jesus can somebody say Lord fill me again or say it again say Lord fill me again maybe you are here this morning and you need God's spirit to fill you again maybe you're here and you need the Lord to give you hope again maybe you've been struggling with anxiety he needs to give you the peace again. Say, Lord, I need your peace again. Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is moving right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. And as we partake of the bread, we are remembered and we give thanks that his body was broken for us, broken for our sins, for our anxiety, depression, whatever you go through. As we partake of it, let us know and be remembered that we will fill ourselves 
with the promises of the Lord. There is healing for you today. Amen. Let's partake of the bread. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. There's this song and it says, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And maybe you are here and you went away from the Lord. Maybe you did your own thing and you came to church today. You've been coming. I don't know. I want you to know today is your day. Come back to Jesus. He's waiting with open arms. Can every believer say amen? amen. Come on, say, yeah, say it again. Amen. The love of Jesus is in this place. And as he took the cup, he said, this is my new covenant. Today it's all about family. You can become part of the family of Jesus Christ. Let's partake of the cup together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's read the Lord's Prayer together, the most important prayer that Jesus prayed. Can we do that together with a loud voice and say it together? Say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgives us of our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen can somebody give him a shout of praise hallelujah Woo! well we are glad you came to the house of god today Give your neighbor a high five before you sit down and tell him, I'm glad you came today. Let's watch everything that's taking place at Cathedral on the screens right now. Have an awesome service. Woo! Well, hello, Cathedral friends and family. We're so excited that you joined with us today. We've got a lot of things coming up. Here's what's going on. First off, if you're new around here, welcome. We would love to get to know you a little bit better. So we encourage you to go ahead and take out that card on the seat back in front of you. Scan the QR code. And when you scan the QR code, it'll take you to a page where you can get connected, give, and find out more information about the church. We can't wait to get to know you better. Now, whether it's your first time with us or you've been with us for years, there are so many ways that you can connect, grow, and serve here at the church. To find out more info about classes, events, and ways that you can get involved, you can visit one of our guest centers and scan the QR code on the flyer or scroll down to the Connect, Grow, Serve brochure on our website. Well, believe it or not, Easter is just around the corner and here at Cathedral, Easter is always an exciting time. Now there's many ways that you can get involved to make this an incredible Easter season. 
If you'd like to participate in dance, drama, tech, choir, wardrobe, you can sign up at the kiosk in the lobby following service or contact Veronica at the church office. It is February and love is in the air and you know what that means, it is wedding season. If you're looking to get married by one of our awesome pastors here on staff, our premarital seminar is Saturday, February 25th. This all-day seminar includes lunch and snacks. You can register on our website. Well, as always, for everything that's happening here at the church, you can follow us on social media, download the app, or give us a call at the church office. We would love to hear from you. Have a great weekend. Well, thank you, Lauren. Well, good morning, Cathedral of Faith family. Isn't it a beautiful day to be in the house of the Lord? Want to give you a great big Cathedral of Faith welcome. Welcome to all those folks joining us online and all around the Cathedral campus and right here in our main auditorium. We're so glad you're here. And our prayers before you leave today, you will know how much God really loves you. And of course, make yourself at home because this is your Father's house. Well, good news for all the coffee drinkers in the house. We got Cup of Joe's coffee on your way out, so pick up some coffee. Our coffee shop remodels should be done anytime, so you'll be able to enjoy all the great stuff that's going to be at our new remodeled coffee shop in the coming weeks. And then I am so excited about what God is doing through this cathedral family, how he's making a difference in helping us bring more heaven to earth, especially to those who are struggling in our community. I got a great praise report to share today. A little, a little over 10 years last October, it was the first of its kind in the area, we partnered, our church partnered with the Santa Clara County and Breakout Prison Ministry, Pastor Tony Ortiz, to form the Good Samaritan Project. And the Good Samaritan Project was a project designed to help men and women that were coming out of jail, coming out of prison, to help give them a fresh start. It was a unique partnership, the state and the church coming together to help solve a big issue because the big issue is nearly 70% of the people that come out of jail, they find themselves back in jail within five years. But God bless the, the county because they knew the church had an answer because when you got Jesus in your heart, you ain't going back to jail, amen? And, I'm, and it's very expensive. The state also said, we're going to help save the taxpayers a lot of dough. You know, it costs $106,000 a year to incarcerate a woman or a man. That's a lot of dough. So we're saving all of us a lot of money, and we're also blessing people with the good news of Jesus Christ. So let me tell you what's happened. It was just a, it was just a program that was only going to be two or three years. They were going to try it out, see what's going to happen. Well, you know, we celebrated last year was 10 years in the making. And let me share with you what God has done in the last 10 years through our partnership with Breakout in the county. We've, we've been able to touch over and serve 4,000 people, provide them over 16,000 services like helping them find transportation, finding a good job, clothing, housing, legal issues, healthcare, food and faith counseling. And every week, 
Pastor Tony and his team helped provide a discipleship class for these men and women become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. And not only is our church, we're the largest faith provider, not only in our county, but also in the South County through our Gilroy campus. And I just want to give it up. Let's give it up for Pastor Tony Ortiz. You know, Pastor Tony lives in Fresno, but he was saved at an Easter service back in the 70s, and he was a gangbanger, and God changed his whole world in the best kind of way, and he's helping other people that are walking like him, learning to walk with Jesus, and his daughter now is a CEO of California Youth Outreach Breakout, and just this last week, she got a big commendation from one of the local governments for the great efforts of Breakout, and then also David Merez, stand up, David. He's one of God's rock stars. He works with Breakout, helps champion the efforts. Way to go, David. Thank you to you and all of the team because they help every individual know that they matter to God so they can experience God's love and that we all know and they communicate that, that God never gives up on us. Amen. God never, turn to the person next to you and say, God never gives up on you. That his mercies are new every day, and every day God is making all things new. Amen. Let's give God praise for what he's doing in our lives and in our church. And way to go, Cathedral, for your response to our Financial Peace University class that started this Sunday. But if you still want to be a part of learning how to get out of debt and build wealth, wealth so you can be a blessing, you can sign up at uh, find out at our church office, or you can go online to our website to find out how you can be a part of that, and you can do it virtually. You can do it right at home with your whole family, and it'll be a blessing to you. Well, thank you to all the church family, how you faithfully give of your talents, of your time, and of your resources to help us be a blessing. We cannot do what God's called us without you, your faithfulness and your generosity. There's easy ways to give. You can give through the app. You can give online at our website during the week or you can just give on the way out. So thank you, thank you for all that you do to help us bring more heaven to our earth in our families, in our community, and around the world. Amen? Amen. Well, I hope you've come hungry today because my brother has an incredible word from the Lord to you. Open your hearts, open your minds, and let God do what he wants to do. Amen. Hello, Cathedral family. It's so great to see everybody. God is good. And all the time. Thanks so much for being here. All those who are on site, those watching online, different campuses. So grateful you've created space to come and meet God in this moment. And we've been thinking about the subject of identity. Where do you get your identity from? If I was to take a microphone around the auditorium and ask you, you know, where do you get your identity from? I mean, there's some folks who look to social media to get their identity. There are other folks who look to friends to get their identity. There are other folks who look to work to get their identity. And still, there are other folks who look to themselves to determine their identity. But I've been suggesting in this series that the best place to look, the starting point for it all, 
is to look to the God who made us, the God who made us and loves us and gives us a script, the scriptures, so that we can understand who we are created to be and what we've been created to do. And this week, I want to look at the big idea of being sons and daughters of God. It's an amazing thing to think about. How many parents are in the audience? Let me see your hands. Yeah? How many parents, you have one child? Let me see your hands. How many parents, you have multiple children? Let me see your hands. Then you know the joy of sibling rivalry. I saw this one picture of a brother and sister, and it said, what are brothers for? Does that look about right? Now, my wife and I, we have a son and daughter, and uh, when they were young, you know, Blake and Lauren, when they were young, they could mix it up a bit, too. And there was one story. Uh, their, their grandma was driving them somewhere. They were, they were very young, and they were both sitting in the back seat. And my daughter was in her car seat, and she was always a bundle of joy. Her legs are bouncing up and down, and there's Big Brother starting to tease her and taunt her. What is it about Big Brothers? Did my brother just say amen? What is it? So he's just going after her, and so he's looking for that final zinger, and he says, do you know what you are? Do you know what you are? And she smiles and says, I'm a princess. <laughs> and he said, you know you're not. And she said, yes, I am. Daddy says I'm a princess, and I'm a princess. <laughs> she was unfazed. And that ended the conversation right there. And I want you to own that for yourself. Let it. Let it speak to your mind and your heart and your body. Let them come into alignment that you and I are sons and daughters of the king of the universe. Amen. This is who we are. I want you to stand with me for the reading of the scripture in Romans chapter 8. This will be our starting point. I invite you to read this out loud with me and let's fill this place with the word of God. Everyone. You have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. That means you're in the will. Can somebody say amen to that? Wow. Let's continue. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. What an amazing idea. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you for our cathedral family, friends, guests who are here today. Already, we've been meeting with you in this moment, and I pray that that conversation would continue and that there'll be a lot of things said, but help us to take hold of the one thing that we need to hear, apply it to our lives, and this week, 
This week will genuinely be different because we've met you in this place. That's our heart. That's our desire. All God's people said, amen. Amen. Can we give God praise one more time for who he is and what he's done for us and for the script about who we really are? So I'm going to suggest something. Uh, It's a little bit different, but let's go along with it today if you're comfortable doing it. Before you're seated, look at somebody and tell them, affirm who they are. Look at them and say, good morning, your highness. Good morning, your highness. A prince and a princess. In fact, that is going to be the cathedral challenge for the week. There's something about what you say to yourself about yourself. I like this one picture of a cat. He's looking in the mirror and it says, what matters most is how you see yourself. And it does matter. And I want you to see yourself the way that God sees you. So here's the cathedral challenge for this week, for the next seven days, when you get up in the morning and look in the mirror, when you go to bed at night and look in the mirror, I want you to declare who you are. I'm a son, I am a daughter of the Most High God. I am a prince, I am a princess of the Most High God. Affirm who you are, because when you know who you are, you'll know what to do. This idea of being a child of God, it's a really important idea. In his book, Knowing God, the theologian J.I. Packer says this. He said, if you wanna judge how well a person understands Christianity, find out how much he makes of the thought of being God's child and having God as his father. If this is not the thought that prompts and controls his worship and prayers and his whole outlook on life, it means that he does not understand Christianity very well at all. It's a big deal to be a son or a daughter of God. So let's think about that for the next few moments. How do you get in to that family circle? You can see two circles up here, and these two circles, there's an outer circle and an inner circle, and this outer circle represents those who are created by God, they were made by God, they matter to God, and they are loved by God. But they are not children of God. Because a child of God is not something that you are, well, born into, A child of God is something that you become. Well, how do you move from this circle to this circle? The way you move into that circle all depends on what you do with Jesus. When you put your faith and trust in Jesus. John chapter 1 verse 11 and 12 puts it this way. He came to that which was his own but his own did not receive him. What a disappointment. And yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And this is who we are. Let me ask you a question. 
Do you need to change circles today? It all depends on what you do with Jesus. And when you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you become a full-fledged son or daughter. And that's right where the enemy is going to attack you. Let me warn you. He's going to attack you in this area of being a child of God. It's where he attacked Jesus. In the wilderness, when Jesus was going to be tempted, the enemy starts off his temptation with these words. If you are the son of God. I know who you think you are, but are you sure about that? Jesus had just heard those words of baptism. He comes out of the waters of baptism and he hears, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And Jesus receives it. And then he goes into the wilderness and the enemy attacks it. I know what you heard, but we hear lots of stuff. I know what you think, but are you sure about that? And what the enemy did back then, he's going to do to you. He's going to show up in your head. And he's going to say, I know what you think you heard, but are you sure about that? Maybe you're in the circle, but the best you could hope for is being a slave. And so you find that looking at your life Instead of living at the center of the circle with joy, you're on the edge of the circle living in fear. That fear is what controls your mentality. Fear is what controls your feelings. Fear is what controls the way that you live. And God has brought you here today. Maybe this is the reason that you're here in this place this morning is because I'm supposed to remind you to borrow from Mufasa his words, remember who you are, cathedral. Remember who you are. You're a full-fledged son and daughter. You're not a slave to fear. You're a full-fledged son and daughter who can rejoice. Who can rejoice? And then once you're in that family circle, you start to begin to trust like sons and like daughters. I remember when my brother and I were young and with my mom and dad, and we would go on a a family trip. We'd all get in the car and head to Southern California on vacation. Now, most of the time, the weather was great because after all, we live in California and it never rains in California, right? But every once in a while, boy, it would storm. And boy, you'd be driving down Highway 5 and the rain would be coming down so hard. I mean, it would be coming down so hard, you could barely see outside the window. But it was the strangest thing when I wasn't teasing or taunting my little brother, I would be in the back seat fast asleep. Right in the middle of the storm, I would be fast asleep because I knew who was behind the wheel. 
my dad was driving. And if my dad was behind the wheel, I trusted my dad. And I could get a, I could, I could sleep even in the middle of the storm. And the same thing is true as sons and daughters of God. When you're aware that God is your heavenly father, you're able to sleep a little bit better. Even in the middle of the storm, it has a way of reducing your anxiety. Jesus wanted us to get a picture of the father's care for us. And so he says, look at the birds in Matthew chapter 10. Jesus says, what is the price of two sparrows? One copper coin. But not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. Can we give God praise, amen, for his word. And then Jesus continues. Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in the barns. For your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? In other words, remember who you are. There's something about living in the awareness that God is my heavenly father. And he loves me and he cares about me. And he knows exactly what I'm going through. It can reduce the anxiety in my life because there are so many things. There are so many things that we can be worried about. I heard about these two moms who were at the salon and one of them said, I am just worried sick. My daughter doesn't tell me anything and I'm worried sick. And the other mom says, I'm worried sick too. My mom tell, or my daughter tells me everything and I'm worried sick. Both of them are worried sick, and there's so much, there's so much in this world, there is, for us to be worried sick about. And yet, when we live with an awareness that God knows about us, that God cares about us, and God will give us what we need to make it through the storm, Not only does it bring down the anxiety in our lives, but it also helps us to take bold steps of faith. There was a study that was done a while back, and in the study, they were trying to find out, is a person's consciousness of God, does that relate at all to their willingness to take a risk? And here's what researchers found. They published it in Psychology Science. They said, researchers found that people who were reminded of God, either by working on word scrambles that included God-related words, or by reading a paragraph about God, were more willing to engage in various risky behaviors than those participants who weren't prompted to think about God. There's something about being God aware that the Father is with me and he's for me. It helps me to move past my fears and to take a step of faith so I can take hold of my destiny. Amen. That's the God we serve. And then, of course, when you move into that family circle, you take on the family spirit, the family spirit. 
There's this one film that a young lady finds out she's going to be a princess, and so they're teaching her how to walk like a princess and watch the screens. And if you ever saw Princess Diaries, see if you remember this. When walking in a crowd, one is under scrutiny all the time. So we don't schlump like this. We drop the shoulders, we think tall, <laughs> we tuck under, and we transfer the weight from one foot to... <laughs> no, princesses never cross their legs in public. Why don't you just tuck one ankle behind the other and place the hands gracefully on the knees? When you discover that you're part of a royal family, you learn to walk differently. And when we're in that family circle of God, we start to walk differently. In Romans 8, we read, Dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation, no obligation, say that with me, no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. Amen. Life. Life is our destiny. And so I want to invite you to change your limiting belief. A limiting belief is when you look at your life and you say to yourself, I've been this way for so long. I will always be this way. It's just part of who I am. And I'd suggest to you that it may be part of your sinful nature, but it's not the essence of who you really are. And God gives us his spirit, the family spirit, his divine nature, so that you can be the you that you were created to be. And that family spirit enables us to begin to walk differently. I mean, it's amazing to think about that the personal presence and power of the Spirit of God comes to dwell on the inside of me? Because if my life is going to change, I don't know about you, but if my life is going to change, I need more than willpower. I do. And maybe you found that's true too. Because science has found that willpower can only go so far. In fact, they studied willpower and reason, and they said that willpower and reason in your life, it's almost like a muscle that isn't very strong at all. And that's why through willpower and reason alone, you cannot maintain deep level change. You can't. I mean, somebody can tell, you know, you can hear about what you should do. You can hear about it from yourself. You can hear about it from me. You can hear about it from your wife. Hello! I saw this one guy went to see the doctor, and the doctor said, any other nagging pains? And look where he's pointing. <laughs> your wife can encourage you slash nag you, and you can know what you need to do. But even if you want to do it, willpower alone will not get you over the line. In fact, in his book, The Social Animal, they've, uh, 
we read the conscious forces of reason and will are simply not powerful enough to consistently subdue unconscious urges. You need more than willpower. You need wind power. The wind of the spirit. Trying to change my life by only using willpower is like trying to row a boat all the way across the ocean. Trying to change my life with no willpower is like trying to drift a boat across the ocean. But when I take my willpower and connect it to the power of the Holy Spirit, it's like taking a sailboat across the ocean with the wind of the Spirit animating every part of your being. You're able to get to where you need to be, to make the change that you need to make, to overcome what you need to overcome, to have the victory that you need to, vic the, you need to have victory in. You're able to do what God has called you to do because of the family spirit, the Holy Spirit. Can we give God praise for the family spirit today, amen? Take that limiting belief on. I really can see deep level change in my life. You're gonna hear about that in just a moment. And that brings us to the last thing I want us to think about, and that has to do with our family future. That when we become part of the family, we, we take on the hope of our family for the future. And that hope is found in Romans 8.23. We read this. We ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we await eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. Now let's break that down just a bit. Wait a second, time out, Ken. I thought we were already adopted sons and daughters. And now it says we're waiting to be adopted as sons and daughters. Which is it, one or the other? It's both. There's a sense in which we already are sons and daughters, and that's described here as the first fruits. Hmm. Does anyone have fruit trees in the backyard? Can I see your hand? Any fruit trees? Well, if you have a fruit tree, let's say you have an apple tree in your backyard, and the first apple shows up in the season, and boy, that apple, it looks so good. I love apples. And so you cut it up and you put it in a salad or you, you know, you cut it up and you put it in a pie or you just, you just eat it just as it is. Apples. This is delicious. An apple is delicious and you enjoy it. And yet, you know, this isn't your first rodeo. If you've had an apple tree, you know, that this is just the first fruit. And so you get a basket ready because there's still more to come. A harvest is on its way. And the same thing is true. We are already sons and daughters. Taste and see that the Lord is good. But there is much more to come. And we're waiting for that day. We read in that verse, the redemption of our bodies. Wow. Someone once said that you know you're getting older when you finally get your mind right, but your body's falling apart. <laughs> and I've noticed 
no matter how much I hit the gym, no matter how much I watch my diet, man, my body is on a slow decline. But one day, there's a day coming where I'm going to get a glorified body. I'm going to get a resurrected body. And there's going to be no more. No more trips to the radiologist for cancer treatment. No more trips to the surgeon for a broken hip. You know, no more trips to the pharmacist to get another prescription. The day is coming, and we look forward to that day. The redemption of our bodies. Hallelujah! There's still more to come. There's a lot more to come. In 1 John chapter 3, we read, What marvelous love the Father has extended to us. Just look at it. We're called children of God. And that is who we really are. Say that with me. That is who we really are. But that's also why the world doesn't recognize us or take us seriously. Because it has no idea who he is or what he's up to. But friends, that's exactly who we are. That's exactly who we are. Say that with me. That's exactly who we are. Children of God. And that's only the beginning. Who knows? How we'll end up. What we know is that when Christ is openly revealed, we'll see him. And in seeing him, we will become like him. We have the first roots now, but a day is coming. There's more to come. There's still much more to come. Can somebody say amen? This is where we're headed. Do you know who you are? Remember who you are. In just a moment, Vaughn and Irene are gonna come and seal this message with a song because I really want you to leave here with that in your spirit. But before they do, I want you to hear the story of how becoming a part of the family circle made such a radical difference in one young lady's life. Listen to the story of Kim. Hi, my name is Kim. I'm from Cape Town, South Africa. South Africa is beautiful, but I just happen to come from the poorest, poorest part of the shacks, which is known as the slums. It's a little house where you collect wood to put it together. It's quite small. It's very unhygienic. Um, The same little space you live in, it happens to be the kitchen, the restroom, the lounge, and Anything just goes, like there's no structure, there's no electricity, no running taps. Growing up, I never had a family because I was the only child. I've never had a father, no siblings. So my mom was my family. My mom was the only image of life and family I've seen. And it wasn't a really good picture. She's been an alcoholic all her life. She still is until today. I was exposed to men her dating different men every other week. She had a different partner. And because we lived in this small shack, I was exposed to this. I would see these things at a young age. I then longed for friends and family. I also was 15, 16 at the time. So 
I wanted more. I was a teenager. I wanted to explore life. And this is how I ended up making friends with the gang. And because I was so young and slightly innocent at the time, the gang leader, the boss who ran this gang, um, just happened to like me. And that's what I needed at the time. I, I was empty and alone. So I needed that sense of belonging and the importance of feeling wanted somewhere. I moved in with him. I had no idea what was about to happen next in my life. All I knew is we lived a good life, there was money. These are the things I longed for that my mom just couldn't give me or chose not to give. So while we were in the recovery home, we used to have programs where the pastor's wives, and these were pastor's wives, these were missionaries who laid their lives down back to where they came from. And there was a particular pastor's wife, Pastor Esther. Um, she would come all the time. I always used to watch her. She was so fun and vibrant and full of life because we would see them at church all the time and when they would come to the recovery home. And we would always talk and um, this one day she just asked like, like, what am I doing like once my program is done? Because it was a nine month program and once you're done, you had to leave. And I knew I wanted more. I knew I had nowhere to go. I never had a family to go back to. So I ended up living with him and um, Pastor Esther ended up discipling me. He really taught me I, um, how to sit like a lady, how to eat, how to stand, how to look at people, how to speak, you know, and it really played a humongous role in my, my growth and where I am today. And I just graduated university. I'm currently a school teacher and I'm just so blessed and so grateful for everything God's doing in my life. And I know he's not done, there's so much more. All these years while I was lost and bound to like all these ugly things of the world and this emptiness I felt, I never understood until today that I was looking and searching for God. I, I needed the Holy Spirit. I never needed like drugs and parties and a mother's love or father's love. All I needed was God to fill me. I never understood um, the scripture in John where it speaks so vividly about God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. So I found that Son. I found that love in God, in the fellowship of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I understand today that it can only be God that fills you, that fills you from that emptiness, that fills you from that depression that you're going through, that fills you from that sense of belonging that you're looking for, that can fill you from that greed, from that, just from all the ugly things of the world. And only God can fill you. So I found a family in the body of Christ and in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Because that's the only, the only spirit that could fill me. Nothing else could. Money couldn't, even though there was money with the drug lord, drugs couldn't fill me. Nothing that this world has to offer, still until today, cannot fill me. Everything. I have, I owe to God and it's just God that gave me that, that love, that, that, that oneness, that newness in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. 
You know, I'm going to ask, Kim's right over here. Would you come join us? Esther and you come. Yeah. Let her know how much you appreciate sharing her story. Thank you so much, Kim. Thank you so much. Oh. Oh. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody stand with me. Bow your heads for just a moment. And uh, Vaughn and Irene and the team are coming out. They're going to, again, lead us in a declaration to seal the sermon. But before that happens, if you'd say, you know, Ken, I know about Jesus. I don't know everything about Jesus, but I know enough. I've heard about Jesus. I admire Jesus but I've never really stepped across the line to become a follower of Jesus. Every journey, it starts with a step. And if that's the decision you're making today, I wanna to agree with you that this is your moment. Whether you're on site or online, God will see your hand, God sees your heart. Just lift up your hand real high and say, Pastor Ken, that's me making that decision today to surrender my life to Christ. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Thank you, Father, for those who are moving into that family circle today by receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And God, I pray for all of us that that deep, deep truth of what an amazing thing it is to be your child, let it shape the way we think and the way we feel. Let our mind and our heart and our body come into alignment today that we are cared for and loved and cherished by our Heavenly Father. And it's in Jesus' name and because of Jesus and for his glory that all these things are true and all God's people said, amen. Let's give God praise, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll just stay up here. Pastor Vaughn, come on out and lead us. Are you ready to worship? Amen. Yeah. Put your hands together with us. Walking the wayside, lost on a lonely road. I was chasing the high life, trying to satisfy my soul. All the lies I believed in left me crying like the rain. Then I saw lightning from heaven. And I've never been the same
song in your spirit. Live in that reality this week. If you need prayer, our team will be down here to pray with you and for you right after service. And then I want to say it's such an honor to have Dr. Cliff Doherty in uh, the uh, superintendent of Valley Christian Schools, a longtime friend of Cathedral of Faith. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much. And if you'd like to talk to Kim, hear more about her story and Esther and and use. They'll be available after service. And the next week, we continue the series. And at the end of my sermon, I'll be interviewing the former chaplain to the Oakland Raiders. The last time they were in the Super Bowl, back when dinosaurs roamed the earth, he was their chaplain. And so, and he's got a great testimony. I, it's a great time to invite somebody who's searching Bring them next week, and we'll believe God will get a hold of their heart. Amen. Amen. Don't forget, there's coffee on your way out. Let me speak God's blessing over you as you go. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. And this week, remember who you are. You are a child of God. In the morning. Good morning, Highness. It's going to be a great day. And I pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. All God's people said, Amen. Amen. God blesses you. Go. Have an awesome, awesome week.